Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's the Luke and Pete show. I'm joined by Luke. I'm the Pete part of the conversation. Mother, we've jazzed up the theme tune again. Well, I just sort of clipped it and then I realised that I'd put it on the same part of the button box that the silencer uh, was. So uh, I kind of muffed that up in many ways. No, I thought it sounded brilliant. And if anyone's listening thinking that was different, I'm as surprised as you are. (laughs) I don't get any advance notice of this, guys. And that's what makes it exciting. I like that wow bit at the start. Yeah, I do as well. So we're changing things up, aren't we, Luke? We've decided that this show needs a long... Uh, awaited spit shine, uh, painty up, uh, redecoration. A we're long gonna, naked look in a full length mirror. Yes, we're going to paint the whole thing and then we're going to slice up onions to distract from the smell. And Did I'm you ever do that when you were a kid? Yes, and I am also going to do a dirty protest. Oh, yeah. after we after we uh, de- decorate? I mean, it's a decoration of sorts, isn't it? Sometimes, yeah. I was, you know that, have I spoken, did we speak about this last time? The Hunger Strikes Shreddies Man. Yes, you did, yeah. All right, okay. Hunger Strike. When hunger strikes. Yeah. Okay, you I definitely talked it. about it to me on the way home oh. in a way that I couldn't properly fathom why you were so passionate about it. Shreddies, uh, who I think are owned by Kellogg's, had a mascot in the late 90s, early 90s uh, that was this kind of blue, kind of a blue cartoon. meanie, blue cartoon, kind yeah. of big sort of like crazy ah yeah. kind of character, um, like a Tasmanian devil. Yeah. And he would get his spoon out and he'd... Whack you on the belly, and he'd go, Hunger strikes! Yeah. And it's his catchphrase is literally, Hunger strikes. Yeah. That's not right, is it? Disrespectful, isn't it? It is disrespectful. Yeah. Where were you going to go with it? Um, you said, oh, you see where it went with uh, this, that, and the other, with Bobby Sands. You mentioned Bobby Sands for some reason. Yeah. A, a famous hunger striker, is that yeah, the Yeah, yeah, that's that, the that, that's okay, what, No, 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 I linked from, I linked from you doing a dirty protest so, oh, to right. Bobby Sands, the redecoration, and then... I think that hunger you, strikes the Shreddies thing. You're like a conversational Andrea Pirlo, and I'm sort of some jobbing League Two striker. I'm not making the runs. You're finding me, but I'm not making the runs. That's on me. That is on me. I'm hitting targets no one else can see. Welcome back to the Luke and Pete Show, <laughs> episode one three five. Pete, you started this whole thing by saying we're going to do something a bit different, although yeah. you haven't revealed what that I'm, is. We're going to talk about um, uh, men who are imprisoned uh, and uh, who um, 
yeah, do stuff. Um, we're not going to start the show like that. Basically, what happens is uh, we're going to do them um, as close to release time as possible. Yeah. Because uh, I think it could do with a bit of a shot in the arm when it comes to, um, uh, you know, g- g- catching the, the the fever of the day. Yeah. The fever of the today. Z- the zeitgeist. The zeitgeist. The fever of today is, um, uh, it's apparently Blue Monday, which I believe was started by an airline or a holiday company uh, in the late 90s. Um, it's Monday, twenty first of January, and mm, that is Blue Monday. That right? is Blue Monday. Um, and in many ways, in twenty nineteen, we should be being a bit more serious about mental health. So we're gonna not t- focus on that. But that's what's happening today. That's what a lot of adverts will be about. That's what a lot of people will be talking about. But to be honest, the sun's shining. I ate Chinese food for breakfast, and I'm doing the Luke and Pete show with one of my friends. That's, so that's every Monday. Mm. You have leftover Chinese. I know. That's the first time you've called me a friend. Well. Things have changed around Won't here. Won't be the last. Now, people who keenly... No one keenly follows my Instagram. <laughs> but people who follow my Instagram will know that last Saturday, the Saturday before last, mm. you and I went to the football together. You invited me along to see Newcastle's visit to Chelsea, which yes. we did. We had a great time. We talked about it on the Ramble. People will know that. You've just called me your friend there. Mm. When you invited me out last Saturday, that's the first time you've invited me anywhere since 2014. Oh, and and I remember Christ. 2014, what it was as well. What so was it? Uh, you invited me to go, uh, and actually that's no, the second time because you invited me of in August of last year. Right. Sorry, August of 2017. Yeah. You invited me to DJ with you at a club in London, <laughs> which I did. Which we did. Yeah. And then the, a, f- Terrible. Cu- a couple Terrible. of years before that, you invited me out for drinks with you and your mate Al. Right. Well, I did the same on that night. I said, "Let's go out for a, let's go out for a drink," but you said no because you're well, busy. That's busy not the full. That's not the full story, is it? What you said? I'm going back to my house with Al to have some tins. Is what you said. <laughs> Which isn't a night out as I understand it. No. It always ends up with us going at the pub. It always ends up with us looking at each other going, I'm a bit drunk, but I'm just in my, in a house. <laughs> yeah, you Let's said go to outside me. where the people are. I said, why are you doing that? And you said, because I'm not a member of the garage anymore. I don't really go to bars, is what you said. <laughs> See, it's an improvement. If you don't mind me saying it, it was quite a depressing end to quite a nice day. No, it was, yeah, it was. Yeah, you're saying that. You covered in my mustard, so yeah. to speak. Um, so anyway, look, episode 135, mm. uh, Monday 21st of January, we're locking it into the date. We're keeping it on the zeitgeist. Mm. And But unless you're listening and you think, oh, I hope I don't change this show because I won't listen to it anymore, in which case we'll just do what you want to do. <laughs> it's not going to change, is it? No, it's going to be the no. same It's going to be the same aesthetic. Have you seen people are um, selling, you know that Prince Philip crash where um, a doddery old bloke nearly killed a child yeah. uh, and the newspapers are going, is Prince Philip okay? Is the one-year-old baby okay? Can I also say the royal family have got a long-standing um, agreement to never sue anyone. Yeah. So he was probably pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm not saying he was. Uh, I'm not saying he. No, I'm definitely saying he wasn't pissed. But. Can you imagine the amount of times they've done that and been pissed? Oh, yeah. They are legendary drinkers. They love a gin and fizz. Flip it another way around, Pete. You're Pete Donaldson. That's a good sound, actually. I can see why you're using it. Uh, it's very, very well done. Um, <laughs> You're Pete Donaldson. Hello. The only change in a sliding doors kind of way, in a, you know, in the body swap comedy of the year, yeah. you are now a 97-year-old royal mm. who's got all the money he's ever wanted mm. and he's got that stage in his life, a fascinating stage of life that I can't wait to get to where you get to a certain age and you just don't care about anything anymore. Yeah. Do what you want, say what you want, all that mm. kind of stuff. I mean, he's always had that. Yeah, yes, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yes. one, of, one of the bystanders but, said that he came out the car and didn't say anything offensive, <laughs> which I really liked. He wasn't rude. No. No. How many... How many days of the week if you're in that position are you drunk? The thing is, I only drink at the weekend, so I don't drink. I don't generally drink before my radio show. So yeah, no. I, but I you're just Prince don't... Philip at this point. You've got a radio show. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've told you already. You're the body oh, swap company of the year. Sorry, you're am Prince I Prince Philip? Philip. Okay, yeah. freaky, freaky Monday. Yeah, uh, freaky yeah. Windsors. I mean, <laughs> I always sort of think people who drink uh, to excess um, needlessly 
um, they, they don't like their family very much. Do you remember, okay. did, did I ever tell you about um, Fleetwood, uh, Mick Fleetwood? Yeah, and that, well, I know who he is. Mick yeah. Fleetwood came into uh, a radio station. Oh, I didn't know you met him. Thought. I hadn't met him, no, but he, he came into our radio station and he did an interview with one of our DJs, who is probably about your height. Now, Mick Fleetwood is known as being ridiculously tall. He's like 6'6". Six, six, yeah, he's, he's insanely tall. And he um, he finishes the interview <laughs> and he's in the lift and he goes... Uh, actually, first things first, he comes in with a puppet of his own body. He's, he's got a puppet on his hand of Mick Fleetwood and he starts talking through it. So I go, hello, I'm Mick. Nice to meet you. Well, like Mr. Garrison from South Like Park. Mr. Garrison from South Park. I don't know. <laughs> uh, did you enjoy the um, uh, touring the album Rumours, Mick Fleetwood? I don't know. Perhaps you better ask Mr. Hat. Mr. Hat. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Hat. <laughs> um, and yeah, and he sort of talks through this kind of puppet um, and then he goes and does the interview and then afterwards he goes, He's in the lift. He goes, uh, and all the way through the interview, he's asking his, um, he's one of his PAs to go and get him a bottle of rosé. Get me a bottle of rosé. Get me a bottle of rosé. Yeah. And then they toddle off to get him a bottle of rosé. And then his wife or partner grabs hold of the the, the, the assistant's hand and goes, "If you get my fucking bottle of rosé, I'm yeah. gonna fucking kill you. you yeah. He doesn't need a bottle of rosé." Yeah. Um. And then anyway, she's stuck in the middle. He just, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I hate that kind of situation. Stuck in the middle of a of a of a, of a love triangle with the Fleetwoods. <laughs> and then later, not for the first time, no doubt. No. No on that band. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> Those soft rock cocaine enthusiasts, yeah. Fleetwood Mac, as uh, Partridge once said. Um, and at the end of the interview, he says, uh, that uh, Chris who interviewed me was unusually tall. What? Like, you're Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, he's shorter you're like than a, you. You're a monster. You're a legitimate monster. You shouldn't be able to say that someone is shorter than you is tall. <laughs> no, it just sounds patronising. And also he goes, oh, aren't you tall? Um, yeah. And I, <laughs> Not to you. <laughs> no. no. Uh, and, and he sort of ends the interview by going, right, who's up for a drink? Uh, to everybody, and and like everyone's, oh, go for a drink from Mick Fleetwood, and then his wife. Yeah, but goes, he will drink with anyone. By the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and his wife goes, uh, our partner goes, uh, you're not going for a drink. You're, uh, you've got a, you've got a dinner. He goes, who with? And he goes, your family. He goes, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the life of Mick Fleetwood. So there. it rings true then what you're saying, your theory that people who drink to excess on their own at home, they just want to get away from their family. Yeah. yeah. Just well, get on away the Prince things. Philip thing, I, I, re- I would just say the reason why I brought it up was there's debris on sale on eBay. People have been scooping up uh, broken glass and selling. On eBay, I mean, it's not. Is it worth? It can't be worth anything, can it? Well, bloody see, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> bloody see how where it's got to. So I picked up my father-in-law from the airport. He's visiting mm. at the moment, and uh, he's on uh, the podcast this week. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna uh, have him drop him in there. Yeah. yeah, look out for that later. He, um, I picked him up from the airport, mm. and um, just just chatting, catching up, and he says to me, um, "What about that um, royal family?" Because obviously he's American, so he's interested in the royal family. Mm. They all are, and uh, he said, "What about that that car crash in?" Um, in the royal family hmm. and obviously he entirely I mean, not not having a huge amount of knowledge of the royal family he entirely reasonably thought it was like Prince William oh right and, okay. or like or one of the younger one of the younger members of the royal family who should be driving in a Ducati yeah yeah is on it, the Ducati it's a motorbike is it a motorbike yeah, sorry yeah. what am um, I thinking of and I, and, I, and I said it's Prince Philip he's what I said, yeah, it's the Queen's <laughs> husband. So, so, and he, he went, oh, how old is he? I was like, he's 97. <laughs> he's, just, he's just laughing. And, 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 that, and, and that pops the bubble. Outside of the mad British monarchy bubble, mm. to, a, to a person who's not used to having a royal family, that's mad. It shouldn't be happening. It should not be happening. I found myself saying, I found myself saying well, you know, in the, we don't really have laws where you take the license off someone when they're old or whatever. And I was mm. thinking, I suppose it is on private lands. So we can do what, what he wants. But mm. if, if members of the public are driving through and they're in danger, yeah. come on, Prince. Come on, Phil the Greek. You've got to sort on. it out. <laughs> Phil the Greek. Yeah. One of my favourite nicknames. Um, I, um, is uh, your father-in-law um, ex-military? No, he's not. Because he has got a hell of a handshake. Mm-hmm. Proper eyes, right in your eyes. Yeah. There's your handshake. Well, he's a, he's a, he's a fully functioning adult human being. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Um, I, I, I just I, went, I shouldn't have gone in for the hug. He was he, he was he was he was a chef and one of the best ah knifeman. One of the best claims to fame, not just from him but from anyone I've ever heard, mm. is he was the personal chef for the Italian squad in World Cup '94. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Great, right? Yeah. Oh, lovely old Good job. Good stuff. Uh, just I went out there. Pete, you've been in Istanbul. Do you want to talk about that? Istanbul. Uh, I do. Uh, it was lots of fun. I went for, I left at uh, 10 a.m. on Friday um, and arrived at like six o'clock in the evening on Friday. Um, Tottled around for a bit. Um, I had a couple of sad old beers on myself. Uh, but the next day, Got relatively early for me on a on a sojourn and um and and, and went to like the Blue Mosque, um, went to the crazy markets they've got, yeah. and it was so much fun. Like it's it's I oh I love traveling. I it's love not, getting it's there. A good, it's a good I've never been there before. Everyone's got a bit of a hustle. Though. It's a everyone's you, like any cosmopolitan city. Everyone's got a bit of a hustle. You sent me a picture of you on uh, the bridge over the Bosphorus, but they're all mm. fishing. Did you see that scam where the guy drops a shoe? So shoe or. It's some, well, it can be anything, but I've seen it with a shoe. So I, so the famous scam, I mean, like any cosmopolitan uh, city, everyone's got a scam and stuff. The taxi driver, it, whenever you get in a taxi there, it's like, oh, my uh, meter isn't working. It looks like it's working, mate. <laughs> yeah. It very much looks like it's working. And, like, it's not working. It doesn't go up high enough. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute jokers. And you, when you know it's coming, you're like, yeah, like I would have given you over the odds anyway. Yeah. I would. Have, I realise that's part of the of the. You're hustle. the only person. You're the only tourist that someone in Istanbul is ever going to meet where. By scamming you, they're actually ripping themselves off. Yeah, exactly. Because you are, cause I you are give them so more. generous with money. I would have given them more. Yeah, they've 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 mugged themselves <laughs> off. There. Yeah. Um, the, but the the um, so the scam uh, the famous scam is the um, shushan guy. So he'll walk in front of you uh, and he'll drop his. Uh, That's right. It's a shushan brush, isn't yes, it? Yes. So, he'll, so he'll, right. dro- so he'll drop his brush. Uh, you pick it up for them because you're a nice guy or gal, and uh, you um and, and and basically he goes oh thank you so much I'll give you a free shoe shine and then at the end you have can I have some money please yeah. uh, you know standard scam um and i it was i got so excited because a man did that to me it was beautifully elegant practiced through for decades this bloke in front of me this old, old doddery bloke um had his big shoe shine thing and he kind of really elegantly flicked his brush off the back of this hard wooden box and it falls on the floor clunk and i was like it was like seeing Aurora Borealis. I was like, it's happening. It's yeah. happening. What do I do? A scam. Yeah. I know this one. I know this one. And I had to... Don't pick it up. Reach. Walk off. Well, that's what I mean. I had to reach deep within me not to engage. I had a smile on my face and I was like, oh, this is going against every instinct I've got as a British polite gentleman. Tip of the and hat. I was like, Wink. And I, we're, I was both, like, we're both men of the I world. Like, you'll get someone like, out like, everybody. it won't be me. No, sir. Not, <laughs> not today. Thank oh, you very much. I was so excited and so made up. I was like, this is brilliant. You're so excited you gave him 100 lira. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. I have enjoyed this, yeah. this uh, authentic this Turkish taste. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So, um, you, you, Bosphorus, you, beautiful. What when, a beautiful when, river. When you said you were going to Istanbul for the week on your own, mm-hmm. I thought, there's a man who needs to change the distance on this Tinder app. But <laughs> actually, why not? Why not go there on your own? It's a great place, interesting place, fascinating place. I will say about Istanbul, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say I didn't like it because I did like it. It's very full on. And it's mm. very, very difficult to imagine spending a sustained amount of time there because it's so chaotic. Oh, yeah. And, and also, I'm not a man who enjoys being... The Asian half is, is a little bit quieter. Yeah. I, I'm not a man who enjoys being... Um, I, I'm not a haggler. I'm not a man who enjoys being bothered. You know, I just like it sort of tootle around and stuff. And like, everyone, again, everyone's got a hustle and it's like, come and see my carpets. I'm going, why would I need a carpet? <laughs> 
You see my flat? You see my flat? What are your rugs? I mean, I presume you mean rug, and that would carpet my entire flat. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't like being bothered, but you know, you just take take. It's more that I hate being impolite. Yeah, and it's really hard to kind of close conversation like that down. If anyone's got any tips on how to politefully and gracefully, I usually go, mate, I, I really don't want to waste your time, uh, but i got to be somewhere, thank you. Yeah. But that's still too much of a fuck you to the guy for me. I, I find it very difficult. Think, as, whole, long as, you're, as long as you're bright and respectful, that's okay, isn't it? I just openly um, cry. Get away from me! In the spirit of um, of making this a little bit more current, this mm. this this this, this, this current, mate. This was yesterday. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Um, you see, it was Buzz Aldrin's birthday yesterday. Oh yeah, eighty nine. Happy birthday! We shared a little WhatsApp video. Oh mate, the greatest. Listen, Buzz video. Aldrin is is you know it's difficult to as I, as I, I say this quite a lot on other shows, but when it comes to greatness, a Tiger Woods once said. When he was asked if he's the greatest golfer a, ever. A Tiger Woods. Yeah, a Tiger Woods. <laughs> and uh, Tiger Woods said when he was asked if he's the greatest golfer ever, he said, look, it's not for me to say. Mm. All I can ask is to be a part of the conversation. Right? Mm. I understand why he said that. Yeah. You'd be arguing to the cows come home. But if you are having a conversation about the greatest living human beings, you're having Buzz Aldrin up there. <laughs> i tell you what, because, not just because he was you know, one of the first two men to, to, to walk on the moon. And mm. Michael Collins, the other guy who stayed in the uh, module, he's still... Alive as well, by the mm. way, and, and and Buzz Aldrin did say when uh, Neil Armstrong passed away not that long ago, he said, oh, "It's really obviously it's very sad. We shared something amazing together, but I really hoped we were going to stand together on the fiftieth anniversary of it, which of course is is this summer, right? So it would have been it would have been it, it was incredibly poignant. Anyway, if you don't if you listen to this um, very quickly before we go to a break, I just want to if you don't know about this, I want to bring up the speed, and if you ha- if you do know about it, it's a great story anyway. So you will hopefully forgive me for for, for retelling it. Um, there was a guy who was this mad conspiracy theorist who essentially, you know, spent all this time in, in, in his bedroom at his parents' house telling mm. everyone that um, man didn't go to the moon. I can't remember his name. Not important. He doesn't deserve to be named, to be honest. No. Uh, and uh, he 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 was he went he went through this phase of taking a Bible with him to places where he knew Neil Armstrong, Michael Collins, and Buzz Aldrin um, were, and asking them to swear on the Bible that they went there. So we went up to Neil Armstrong and did it, and Neil Armstrong, who was known as quite a quiet guy and quite a sort of reserved, sort of, you know, dignified guy, just ignored him, walked mm. past him, just carried on with his day, ignored him. Uh, and he went to Buzz... I don't know if he went to Michael Collins, actually. I've not seen the footage, but he went to Neil uh, to Buzz Aldrin. He wouldn't come out of his house. <laughs> and Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, went to, uh, he went to Buzz Aldrin as he was coming out of some building. And he was actually... And not only was he just saying, um, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you're a liar. He was being really mean. He was, mm. and, and, and Neil Armstrong... Sorry, Buzz Aldrin would have been... A, I don't know, 80 at the time. Yeah. And he says, you're a liar, you're a coward. And um, instead of just, instead of getting in a conversation with him, an 80 odd year old Buzz Aldrin just punches the guy clean in the nose. <laughs> well, like, punches him clean in the face. Uh, it's, more never, jaw, it's more of a jaw. It's more of a jaw for me. Never has one person <laughs> been so dramatically transported into the real world in such a small amount of time than that. It is the most <laughs> satisfying thing you could ever hope to see. It was ever. wonderful. He didn't. He didn't get. He didn't get um, arrested or anything because the bloke had apparently been poking him with his Bible. But the way that um, whether F- he was or not, find me a jury that will convict him. <laughs> I want it to go it's to just, trial because I want to see a jury. That what will convict I like it. about it is the 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 moon truther. Clearly forgetting that these are ex-military men. You know yeah, I, mean? I know, yeah. The reason why they're flying these fucking space yeah. modules is yeah. they used to fly in the Air Force. He yeah. fought in the Korean War. Yeah. 
He shot plays down the Korean War, mate. He's got no problem dealing with this guy. He's got it's no problem way, dealing with you. It's just the way, like, how old is he? 70 odd. He just, his hand comes out of his pocket with a fully formed fist. That should have been his first warning yeah. sign. Yeah. Crack, right? Yeah. Will you get out of crack? Great shot. It's oh, a great shot. It's, it, I could watch that forever. Same. The Same. moon. He's done two. He's done two take incredible that, things there. Take yeah, that, moon. Yeah, crack. Take that video off the internet and do me a favour. Just inject it straight into my veins. Yes. <laughs> I'll have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner if you don't mind. It's got I'm, everything. I'm, I'm the Lance Armstrong of injecting that video into my face. Hubris my versus justice. Love it. I love absolutely, it. Absolutely love it. And this, a virgin getting punched. Yes. Yeah, so if you are a conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory toting virgin who lives in the bedroom of your parents' house. You can be a virgin. Yeah. Just don't be a cunt. Yeah. Well, well right. said. Let's go to a break. The I irony. That. <laughs> yeah. That's the irony. Happy birthday, Buzz. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How to make a long egg. And yeah. we're back. We're back after a short break. Someone fetched Buzz Aldrin for his birthday a face to punch. <laughs> a cake. He could do like a like a face on a cake. I love that. So he gets a no, he gets a big cake, mm. and it's like you think, oh, a stripper's going to come out of that. And what what actually it's jumps out truther. is that is that guy, yeah. a moon truther, a buzz <laughs> ceremoniously gets to go up there and just smack him in the face. <laughs> I wonder if that moon truther is still alive. Still alive. Still alive. Don't know his name. He's got his head punched off. I don't know who he is. Right, um, I, I, while truther. you're doing that, I mm. really want to pull people back to the talk. What I mean, one of the finest 
stories told of our time. Mm. It, we live long in the memory of my story about trying to find woodlice for my niece. Yeah, okay. Which people were so, <laughs> I think, so stunned at how quite how boring it was. <laughs> how, how, how I can still profess to be any sort of professional broadcaster when I've got that kind of story in my yeah, locker. Yeah, exactly. That we just got an absolute waterfall, an avalanche of, of emails about woodlice. And, and woodlice and, enjoy, you know, enjoy getting involved because they are, as we said before, crustaceans. I think they like sort of disappearing under rocks, mm. which I think is what a lot of people think I should have done after that story. <laughs> but anyway, loads of people emailed about woodlice, so thank you very much for that. I've selected this email here sent in by Steve Holford. And of course, hello at lukeandpeach.com is the place to email. And he's found this article uh, on a on the BBC America website about just how many different names there are for woodlice around the UK. Mm. So there are 40 different varieties of woodlice, which I found quite surprising. I thought it was about two. Yeah, um, there, is, there are a few different ones, aren't there? Um, and um, there's a load of different... Um, you know, I, I don't know. I've got no evidence for this, but I... I you know the way that certain names and certain accents and certain vernacular is linked to sort of the old trading routes in the UK because there was like the market towns, all that kind of stuff. You wonder how the word for woodlouse has become so specific, but it certainly has. And for example, we call them woodlice. Um, in the west of England, in Devon, they call them chiggy pigs or chicky pigs, right? right. Just down the road it, in Dorset, they call them chiggy wigs. <laughs> further up in Gloucestershire again relatively speaking just down the road they're Chucky Pigs um, and, then it, and then in in, um, in Bristol they call them Slunker Pigs Wood Pigs Timber Pigs or Penny Sows in Cornwall they're Grammar Sows right this it's, 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 it's is mad the, it's the next one that gets me to be honest Luke Grandad Gravies Grandad Gravies <laughs> So no, weird. Woodlice called Grandad Gravies. So, oh, there's a Grandad Gravy. Interestingly enough, as well, in certain parts of the UK, they call Woodlice Granfers. G R A N F E R S. That's fascinating to me because mm. my great granddad was known as Granfer, and no one knew why. So I wonder if he had a Woodlice, a Woodlouse Emporium. A Woodlouse Emporium. Could have. Uh, one of those guys that have a little ant circus. Yeah. Just all Woodlice just dicking. And about. I'll finish off by saying over in the southeast in Kent, they call them Cheesy Bugs. Cheesy Bugs are cheese rockers. Cheese rockers. Cheese rockers. East Sounds Midlands. Like a... East Midlands. Leather jackets. You're listening to this. <laughs> jacket. You're listening to this, thinking I'm making this up, and I'm absolutely not. I will. I will share the link on our Twitter at Luke and Pete Show, and you can see for yourself the localized naming of woodlice. Oh, not incredible. as soon as I ever thought I'd ever say. <laughs> is incredible. Oh, it's insane. So thanks to everyone you made about that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, we have had so many emails. I've unstarred them for some reason, which I'm I'm a bloody idiot. I copy so and paste one. It's my own draft. What a goose! Um, if you want to kick off with uh, an email, a, a straight sure, up email, instead of just a, a concatenation. What about this one? Um, here we go. This is this is worth uh, reading. This is from Jamie, um, and I've subtitled this. We almost kill someone. Oh, it says following on from the previous show, in which you encourage listeners to email in. I thought I would do so just to say thank you for the many enjoyable hours you provide us listeners with. I would just like to add that despite the show making me laugh on many occasions, it has also managed to cause me some pain, coupled with my own idiocy. On 5th December 2017, very, very specific, I was out running and listening to the Football Ramble, your sister show. If I remember correctly, Luke said something which caught me, so I decided to rewind it to hear it again. At this point of the run, I found myself at the crossing of a busy junction, and in a hurry to rewind the pod, I misjudged the lights and ran out to be greeted by a van which smashed into me, causing a triple fracture and dislocation to my ankle, which has required two surgeries, a concussion, and a badly injured back. Oh. 
Have you heard this email? No. No. Um, however, you can't keep a good pod listener down, and I found myself finishing off the episode that night with my head in the clouds on codeine and morphine. <laughs> He's dedicated. Is he all right now? He says, you know a show must be good, but it can make you laugh and cry at the same time. Apologies for the long email. My injury happened 13 months ago. I'm fine now, but I thought I'd drop you an email. Fantastic stuff. Well, we've been... So it, Thanks, get, Jamie, and sorry it, about that. Yeah, you must How have coincided I, with the first run, really, of the Luke and Pete show. Pete, give me a percentage figure of how much we are to blame for that. Um, was he listening? He was listening on his headphones. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, we... Let's I guess he very was, but he must, he's running, so he's yeah. got a loudspeaker. He's got a boombox <laughs> over his shoulder. <laughs> well, maybe that would have helped. You might have heard the... Uh, the impending danger. Well, they might have heard you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or us, I suppose. How, what percentage are we to blame, would you say? Um, if there are any solicitors listening, zero. Uh, <laughs> possibly about 20%, I'd say. Yeah. As high as that. Maybe he slipped on a cheesy bug. Um, Could have done, yeah. <laughs> Colin Armstrong has got in touch. Uh, Col, I've got a terrible uh, reputation at the moment for uh, reading up uh, people who want to be remain anonymous and then forgetting about oh, their Kira, name. Oh, we need to apologise to Kieran Judge. Don't you mean beep, beep? Yeah, we need to apologise to <laughs> whose body has been found in a holdall yeah. in the Bristol Channel. It was a Slazenger one as well. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Still had an old tennis racket in it. <laughs> Sorry about that, mate. Need a restringing. It's fine. I mean, look, if you're that arsed, no one's going to find out. No. No um, naughty ice cream. We, I don't remember out. us ever guaranteeing anonymity on this show. No, I think we should. We do a decent a job of looking after people generally. As a routine. If you don't if you don't put your name in the email, I'm not going to read it out. But your, your email address, fine, I can read that, but I won't read that part of the email out. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm to blame. But I'll, I, I, from now on, I will be more diligent about my anonymous uh, messages because I don't want people thinking, well, I'm not going to email in because I don't want to be identified. Mm. Just write in block capitals at the top. Do not say my name, Peter. Yeah. You know how important this is. Kieran's emailed in twice. He's emailed another time mm. about probably about a year ago as well. So he's, he's asking trouble, back. really. Carl has got to tell lads. Uh, we just listening to episode 132 and 133, talking about those naughty lads mags. Uh, oh, yeah. And Lee's email in the last episode. I'm a journalist, and one of my contacts used to intern for nuts back in the glory days of top-shelf cheeky mags. Anyway... Uh, did you want to fill in the uh, Americans on what uh, Nuts and Zoo were? Like the, uh... Uh, sort, of, sort of a, we, what we would call a lad mag. Mm. Um, so a magazine for men with like really patronising stuff in it. Like, oh, you're a man, so you must like sports. And women with big tits. Razors. And, and razors and um, what else? Beer. Footy. Yeah, and they come out every week. And Nuts and Zoo were in um, opposition in rivalry for, yeah. for a while. Almost like, imagine if um, Federer and the Dow were just two really basic blokes down the pub who talked about tits all day. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's yeah. it was it took the top it made top shelf um tittery um more acceptable for um teenagers to buy. Yeah. Because it, it, it wouldn't you wouldn't feel quite as embarrassed going in to buy nuts or zoo because it's a it's a lads mag rather than a porno. You, you mag. say top shelf, it wasn't a top shelf mag. No, but that it was had the controversy no, around it, wasn't it? No, no, but it had topless women in it. It yeah. just had constant topless women. Yeah, that's right. Endless. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, he's a journalist. A golden uh, time. A golden time. By which I mean a shit time. <laughs> uh, one of my colleagues used to intern for Nuts back in the glory days of the cheeky mags. Anyway, I can't remember if uh, Nuts and Zoo came out on different days of the week, but one of their main responsibilities was to pick up a copy of Zoo uh, and count the number of breasts in it so that Nuts could have at least two more breasts in their issue. And I was thinking, why two? And then I remembered how many breasts women have. 
<laughs> to make matters worse, she is a female and had to report how many breasts were in the rival mag to a middle-aged male editor on a weekly basis. I'm not sure this sort of thing would be allowed anymore, and that's probably a good thing. I'm going to say problematic. I'm going to say problematic too. Yeah. But an interesting kind of um, snapshot into how greasy ju- some um, threads yeah. of journalism. It's not. It's would not... it be? Would it be known as a trade mag? In that it was tits, tits, tits and cars, just tits and cars. Yeah, and beers. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's nice to hear the story anyway. Yeah. I mean, that 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 that, that golden time is, is, is sadly, and by which I don't mean sadly, as is now behind us. I don't, <laughs> they seem to sort of disappear from view fairly quickly, didn't they? Mm. That's the thing. We talked about this before, about how quickly society and the consciousness is being raised. And I understand lots of people would say not quickly enough, and I get that. But it, it does happen very, very quickly these days. And Nuts and zoos seem, in my mind, have just gone bang, gone. Yeah. Not acceptable anymore. And not only that... I don't think it was... It wasn't about being unacceptable. It was just, you know, the arse falls out of... Um, it's sometimes... Um, it's it's all about the advertisers, isn't it? It's sure. all about it's all about sure. the arse falling out. That's why Shortlist died, rather than um, its sister uh, publication. Um, what's the... Uh, what the stylist. This one, stylist, yeah. But but I understand magazines have to be targeted to certain groups. I get that. But, but I guess, to come back on that though, Pete, is it your honest contention that a nuts or a zoo could be launched now? And they would be successful. Um, I don't think they would. Probably not. No. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, let's squeeze one more email in before we go. This is from Scott Abercrombie. And the reason I'm including you, Scott, is because you're from Huntsville, Alabama, and I'm going there in May for a wedding. So if you want to get back in touch with some tips. Alabama. Please do so. <clears throat> I've been to um, Alabama. Have you? Yes. Like it? It was very nice. Yeah, I like good. the people. I love the people of yeah, the South. Southern hospitality and all that. Um, so Scott says, Hi Luke and Pete, I uh, was just listening to your latest podcast where you slammed the sport of baseball. <laughs> I am in the oh so small section of the Venn diagram of baseball fans and football fans. Ooh. I love both sports. Baseball first and foremost. I'm an American. I've been a baseball fan all my life <laughs> and I've been a football fan for about the last 15 years. The American people for the most part are beyond our efforts of convincing that football is not boring. In the same vein, I believe it's folly to try and convince someone else that baseball is not boring. Uh, having said that, I think the Ken Burns documentary about baseball, now this is where it got my eye, because uh, Ken Burns made the documentary about the Vietnam War, which is amazing, mm. absolutely amazing. He also made a, you know, a genre-defining um, series on the Civil War, in which um, he, he manages to make a compelling, I think, 10-part documentary series, visually, with no video footage. Right. So he just does interviews, because there's no video footage at the time, right? So it's just interviews, stills, mm. relatives being interviewed, all that kind of stuff. And it's still brilliant. He's, he's a, <clears> the guy's a genius. Anyway, um, Ken Burns made a documentary about baseball and it's worth your attention. Uh, I think the modern game of football and baseball have similar histories and someone can be a fan of both if they have the, mi- the right mindset. Baseball is a beautiful and poetic game, not unlike football if you give it a chance. Mm. So I've The often... rules have remained the same for longer than probably like have they? NFL, I'd say. Wouldn't I don't know say? enough about it. But yeah. do you know what I do know, though? When, when I go to the US and I start watching American sports, particularly NFL, which is the sport that's popular in, in my wife's family, I do find myself having to get into a different mindset. If, if, you, if you watch a Premier League game, for example, football game, and then go and watch NFL, and you're still in that mindset, you will get bored very quickly mm. because it's a much more play-by-play orientated, slow, yeah. laborious process. And, it, and you ha- almost have to get yourself into a test match cricket type mindset. Where yeah. you, you let it wash over you. You don't worry necessarily about every single detail. You don't worry about popping up and going to get a drink when there's a break in play or whatever. Mm. Football's got that element to it where you you feel like if you blink, you're going to miss something. Yeah, The best games, I mean. <clears throat> You know, not not you know Portsmouth or Newcastle games, but <laughs> so I think you do. He's right. Scott's very, very, very correct. You have to get into the right mindset. So it's a it's a valid contribution. Mm. 
I completely agree. Hello at LukeandPeacher.com to get in touch yeah. on that front. Yeah. Um, well, that's we're about done. us. We're yeah, done. we're done. Yeah. Wow, that was quick. Back just... on Thursday. God, we'll be back on Thursday with uh, some more information about whatever's happening on Thursday, I suppose. Yeah, we're going to try and make it grounded in the day itself. So hmm. we're recording today. We're going to put it out later. Sorry for it being a bit late. We'll do it now. Get it out. And it's going to be current. It's going to be zeitgeist. It's going to be it's going to be the Pete Donaldson of podcasts. Always on the latest trends. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be back on uh, Thursday for more fun and games. Um, we'll see you very soon. See you later. State educator. was a Radio Stakhano production. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I can't. It's lovely. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.